Welcome to Worlds Collide, a wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to Worlds Collide, getting the title right once again. So professional. I love the professionalism you have here, sir. (laughs) You have so many things that you do. It's amazing you remember any of them. I'm getting better at it, getting getting in the swing of things. But speaking of getting in the swing of things, we got something new tonight, a roundtable discussion with some different topics. Tony, I'm going to skip over you for now. Let's introduce our guests. Rob, go ahead. Introduce yourself. Uh, Yeah. As if if you need an introduction. (laughs) Well, thank you for that. But this guy's, this guy's on the Mount Rushmore for crying out loud. <laughs> I don't know. I might have to change my name to the Vintage Wrestling Card King because he's bringing up all these modern topics on me outside of the, the one today. But uh, Rob England, Wrestling Card King here and just really happy to be with you guys tonight and to see what we have in store. It's going to be interesting. Aaron, welcome to the show. Your first time. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, excellent to finally meet you guys. Uh, you know, I'm a wrestling card collector, and uh, after a recent episode that uh, Zan did on uh, social media, I decided to uh, hop on to Twitter with a uh, collecting presence, and uh, now I've hooked up with you guys. So, look at us. We're, 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 crea- we're creating people. We're making people create Twitter accounts now. We got Chuckster <laughs> never had one. Now we got Aaron. <laughs> hey, even Rob. Rob didn't have a Twitter account when we started doing it. I don't think. I was late to the game. I, I started late November. See, we're, we're getting people to join Twitter. It seems to be where all the action is at recently for when it comes to social media, Twitter seems to be like the number one place where most of the heavy hitter card collectors are at. And the best discussions. Yeah, really. It's, it's strange, like as opposed to Facebook or Instagram, I guess. But I mean, it's just Twitter seems to be like, that's the place to be. Absolutely, 100%. I, I agree, it. and it's great to know that our content is helping people just like take that leap, whether it's getting into a specific card, uh, spending the money, or creating an account. It's working. I love it. Good job, good job, Tony. No, good job, Zan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for everybody listening, we're just going to do roundtable. We've each picked a topic that has something to do with wrestling cards, and it's kind of all over the place. We're going to each start with the topic and then everyone's just going to give their opinions, thoughts, information, whatever. And then we'll just kind of go around the horn and kind of chime in. So Rob, we're going to let you kick things off. All right. So last week I sent a message to Zan and said, I was really excited. And I wanted to, to speak about the 1981 Poppy Hulk Hogan wrestling card. Ooh, one of the Holy grails out there. Yep. Yes, Absolutely. So it was about seven, eight years ago, and I was searching, and I saw the header card for Hulk Hogan and an image on the internet, and I figured that I needed to find one, and of course, went through Google searches and all of that, and I located a Hulk Hogan figure with the the header card, and I was able to, to purchase that, and that was $600, 
So that was a real good, I felt, you know, a real fair purchase and and me being a card guy and no poppies had ever been graded. I did the the deed and I ripped that thing out of the package, (laughs) which is now Uh, probably certifiably nuts. But um, so I got my Hogan. I had actually purchased other figures prior to that. Andre the Giant, Abdullah the Butcher. And what I noticed was that you got eight cards per pack. And I ended up ripping at least seven figures, which I'm sure the figure guys are gonna kill me. (laughs) I never got a Hulk Hogan. And so the the math wasn't making sense to me. I was like, something's wrong here. And I also noticed that I never had pulled a Harley race either. So that, that kind of got me thinking that these two guys are short prints. So I was able to put together a set and work with PSA. Maybe I worked with Tony to, to post the, the poppies on his side or Steve. I think I think it's where we got it from. I think we got it from originally. I think we got it from Steve from Vintage. Yeah. Yeah. So once we got the set recognized, I, I sent my Hulk Hogan in and I got it graded. I got a PSA seven at the time. And that was just out of the package. And being the header card, it's gonna be more susceptible to corner damage because it's not right. gonna be within the stack of cards. So I think it's gonna be really hard to find a Hulk Hogan in, in a nine or a 10. I think a eight. there's three eights out there right now. There's two sevens. And recently, I was able to get a PSA DNA 5 with the Jim Mint Auto. So nice. even after all this time, seven years into this, there's still only six PSA-graded Poppy Hulk Hogan's. And I, and I could say... You probably have at least uh, over half of them. <laughs> so I have half of them. <laughs> oh, there's only three good. others in slabs out there. So I don't know if I held it up there long enough, but which one do you want first? But <laughs> Hey, just so you know, my birthday's in October. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what I was really excited about was recently, I think what took the wrestling card community by storm within this last year is when the 1982 All-Stars Hogan 9 First, it went off for $20,000, the graded version mm-hmm. that was autographed, right? And then months later, it came out and it went for 36000 in a PSA DNA 9. And I think, you know, it's fair to say that even a 9 at the time wouldn't have reached those heights. And in the last year, I've been sitting on four of these Hogans and my quest was to get one of these signed. But being here in Northern California, thinking that, you know, having to work with the beach shop and send it in the mail and cross my fingers, it, it was just a whole, <laughs> I was like, I have to be pretty brave or stupid or a combination of both to like make this happen. And how am I going to do this? This is the holy grail, to, you know, to get this signed. But it just so happened that my work t- took me to Orlando. And I, I worked with my company and I said, can you extend my stay an extra day and I'll pay for the hotel, the rental car. 
got a little side business to go to. I connected with Ron and I drove out to Clearwater and I had a whole stack of Hulk Hogan cards and we made a deal. He was actually going to run and get Hogan to sign it. And I was just going to chill out in Clearwater for a few hours. And Hogan was busy with his wife. It didn't happen. And so I ended up leaving two poppies, a bunch of Scanlon Hogan, 16 cards there with him. And so I figured... That's, that's pretty brave in itself, too, leaving it with someone else to kind of having to manage your stuff. Especially those... Yeah, guys. I thought I was crazy, but I was like, sometimes you have to do a little crazy things to make big moves. And, yeah. and I left it there. So it worked out great. We actually selected the pins to use on the cards and told him to make sure that he used a fresh pen and he overnighted them to me and I got them back and I'm just really thrilled. You know, I have a lot of wrestling cards, but I have to say is when I looked at that and had it in hand, it was just one of those, I was really in awe of once I had that signed Hogan. And if anyone follows Hogan on Facebook, what was really interesting is it featured him going to his storage unit and he was talking about the Japanese rookie of his and he was gonna go look for one of those poppy wrestling cards. And I would be willing to venture, he probably didn't find one. Probably not. I, I know I, I, I've talked to David Pack about this and, and we've just kind of ran some numbers and of which ones we, that we know that are out there. And we have about 14 or 15 known copies of the Poppy Hogan, which is really incredible for a megastar like Hulk and to have such few known copies out there. Why do you think that is? It's wrestling. Well, I mean, of that, of him. I mean, it's still, he, yeah. he's pulling, like, why, why would you think that by your math, Hogan's going to be a short print and Harley Race is going to be a short print out of that release? Why do you think that is for those two? I think generally when those things happen, it's a licensing issue. I know that David Peck thought that perhaps Vern Gagne wanted some of the Hulk's money for uh -huh. his... Um, could be. There's work there overseas and licensing, and perhaps they ended up pulling it due to those issues. But it's very clear because of the 10 poppy figures, Hulk is the only one that doesn't have the header card. Always. So you either have a Hulk Hogan card, which may have been an early release, but then after um, afterwards, you also see a uh, mill maskris so yeah. it makes no sense to have a header card of a different wrestler but that's what you see with with that figure and he's and not in, do he all the other figures uh like for uh butcher and that one is the header card match the figure all of them do except that one gotcha doesn't, da doesn't david have one of the header ones that matches that's signed on the back he does, the and that's what makes it yeah. spectacular for even the, the figure collector. Because someone could yeah. say, I have a Hulk Hogan poppy, but yet you have the Mill Mascaris card. Yeah. Right. yeah plus another thing that uh, could also lead to the, the small amount of them existing just uh, could be what it's from a toy, you know, uh, 
usually if you're buying a toy, you want the toy. So you rip that thing open and you throw out the garbage and who knows where the trading card ends up. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of that happened with the, uh, the ECW cards and other figure cards like that as well. So. Could very well and I think that's what makes it so great right now because you have competition between card collectors and figure collectors. That's a yeah, good point. the same things, so it's a perfect story. That's very true. That's an amazing story, though. Uh, so as we sync that in, Tony, you got any comments? No, I mean, I've, I've only learned about these cards. I think, again, I think I learned about them from Vintage Ar Archive, and that's predominantly been supplied information by Rob here. So, um, you know, been doing our own homework, coming up on Google and finding images like that. But I didn't know that that was the... Uh, short print cards. That's something new I'm learning today. I was speaking of short print and Harley race, as a matter of fact, being yeah. a short print. See, this is my old list. I, I tried to get the sequencing down when I would rip a package. Oh, interesting. That's smart. Just trying to do some math. And, yeah, there you go. But I was striking out. So yeah, I just, uh, I it's just, um, it's, it's a cool card set, uh, you know, that Again, it's also Japanese card stuff. So it's like something I wasn't really at my wheelhouse to begin with. So um, I'm just in the last maybe five to 10 years, I really started getting into a little bit of Japanese card stuff. So knowing some of that is uh, a learning experience for me right now. But I think it started with that poppy. The Japanese stuff has really exploded. Yep. As people wanted to get more short printed cards or more limited supply cards. And or they're looking for those, you know, the, first on card types. Yeah. They're looking for like, you know, RVD's card, you know, back then, or, you know, Steiner. They're looking for American wrestlers mostly that were part of that, you know, in the 90s stuff. You know, it, I see a lot of that really kind of exploding right now. Yep. It absolutely is. Um, and I always like the unusual stuff, just the real, too. true rarities. Yep. I just like the information. Aaron, <laughs> Aaron what, do you, what do you got on this card? What do we got? Oh, uh, on the poppies? Uh, well, yeah, actually, uh, I wasn't even aware of them until I went over the show notes for the episode. And uh, I did a little research on them. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's ridiculous how rare that figure is. I, I read a post somebody put up about getting one from a friend uh, in package. And, uh, you know, they're a very cool style. I like the shape of those figures. But, uh, you know, those cards are amazing. I mean, it's such an early appearance of Hulk Hogan. It's in color, full body, no text, you know. Uh, you know, if it was a Japanese card, a lot of times you have the Japanese text along the side or bottom and, uh, you know, it's very nice to see such a clean photo of them. And, uh, you know, I need to dig into the rest of the set. I, I wasn't quite aware of how many cards there were. And uh, sounds very interesting. What about There's you, Zan? in the set. I knew oh, there was a lot, 17? but I, I didn't know there was 17. That's, that's a lot more than I thought there was. Mm. I can refer to a website to go check that out, by the way. <laughs> I don't There's know, Tony. Where, where, where would it be? Coming over the ropes, which is a, just a fantastic image. And the people in the stands literally look like ants, which, of course, is totally <laughs> They are. Right. <laughs> they are ants. <laughs> I have, let's see. Three questions for Rob regarding this. Number one, I'm assuming you're sending this to PSA. If you do, are you going to wait for them to reopen? Are you doing the current prices? Number two, 
what do you think it's going to be at value wise as far as the grade and money compared to other things we've seen sold number three and this is my favorite one do you think this one is going to surpass the rookie card that everybody determines because you guys know how i feel about that so yeah. all right those are loaded questions given <laughs> me all at once. i'm gonna go for it so you're gonna see that this has already went to psa Oh, you already got it. So back. it's okay. a PSA five with the Jim Met Auto. So I paid three hundred dollars to get it done and a fast turnaround. That and answers that. It has been such a journey for me, such a quest, and I didn't want it out of my hands for any longer than <laughs> just the minimum. Right. I, that's all I really wanted. So I just paid the money to do it. So as next... far as, you know, the overall value, I thought about that. You know, if a guy came to me, with, let's say with $10,000, will you sell me your, your signed Hogan poppy for this one? I would say no. It's something that I want to hold on to. It's really a PC item for the wrestling card game. And man, I, I wish we had it. sound bits on this show. Cause it'd be like, you know, everybody's got a price. <laughs> <laughs> I usually yeah. go by that motto, but, <sighs> but I did get another one. So I had him sign two of them. Oh, there you go. Test it out. <laughs> so you want to give me 10,000 for this one? And it's a little lower grade. Uh -huh. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I like just, to have options. just just from a math perspective, what we've seen the eighty-two cell four signed, I would think you'd have to put this, you know, way higher than that, just from a rarity. But standpoint. you, I, I would agree with you on that too. But I don't think enough collectors know about it. That's the problem. But it, yeah. it's building, though. It's, it is building, but yeah. it did. It, it's not exploding. Talk about it now. It's not exploding as much as like say, you know, you guys. I mean, pretty much you uh you know brought to the public you know uh 97 panini stickers you know and that just kind of that blew up immediately like it didn't take any time for that to blow up it blew up immediately and these poppies have been sort of kind of known about a little bit now for a couple of years and but you know is it what's it going to take to make that become like bigger than the 82 i think the one thing that hurts it is that it's so rare and then you're not going to have comps on sales true and that's the bottom line so just need to build awareness thankfully a lot of the wrestling card community is now on twitter <laughs> and twitter is really social media on steroids right yeah so we're going to bring awareness to this card and one of the reasons why i jumped on tonight so awesome i think it's just a fantastic early hogan card and i know that there's a marucho which people are familiar with too. Mm -hmm. I had Hulk sign this a couple months ago and I like it. It has a back, you know, Japanese back and all that. But, and it came in packs, but it's, there's no known complete checklist. So the grading companies don't recognize this yet. The 82 Cosmos is out there. And I just, I, I, just for, I, sent it a, I sent a whole set uh, to PSA. And it's a great, little set but it's blank back yep and i think that takes away a little bit from it of not having biographical information 
like there's a guy there's a guy online right now on ebay who's got one of those 82 hogan um uh, cosmos up there and uh are they yeah he's got one up there he's asking a hundred thousand dollars for it <laughs> and basically he, for two thousand but he, he well the last one sold a psa6 sold for eighty six hundred dollars of that uh cosmos um and like i said i just sent yeah, i just sent mine in i sent mine in card. i sent mine in in november so i'm still waiting for it um but uh you might get it in november or december i might, might yeah but uh i'm in no hurry trust me i'm in no hurry with it uh, but, uh, so that guy who puts one, his up there for a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, he makes no bones about it. He just says in, in his, his listing, like, listen, this is part of my private collection. I find this to be the Holy grail, blah, blah, blah. And if you really want it more than me, here's my price. That's exactly what he says. <laughs> I think that's a hundred percent fair thing. I, to I do. I totally. Totally. Yeah. I can't blame him. No. Uh, you guys got anything else? For so there's on other ones topic? out there, but the poppy's mine. Actually, I, I was just curious. the The poppies are they blank pack, or do they have any information? No, they they do have information. Oh, and if you go to my Twitter, Wrestling Card K One, I did post a a picture with the translation of the Hogan poppy back. Oh, very interesting. I'll definitely check that out. Which, by the way, I took that information and I added it to the checklist. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Just building up all that information, guys. I love it. <laughs> yep. All right. Got Aaron, a little clip here for the people. <laughs> With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Aaron, you're next, uh, letting the guests go first. So go ahead with your topic, what you want to talk about. Oh, sure. Uh, well, really, uh, one of the main focuses on my collection of late has been uh, getting AEW first appearances. Uh, any talent uh, working for them, uh, I don't care if it was a referee or ring, ring announcer, I, I want them all. <laughs> and uh, so um, one of the things that got me started on it was uh, the Leaf 2020 set. And uh, once I seen the, the checklist for that, that really... Uh, you know, I needed to have a Kenny Omega, Cody, Brandy, all these people. So uh, I got involved with some uh, card breaks and acquired a good set, uh, collection, maybe about uh, 50 cards. And that kind of led me down the, uh, you know, the, the rabbit hole. I found the uh, all-in set, which um, personally, I feel like that's that's the cornerstone to your pre-AEW trading card set right there is is that i mean there's some fantastic cards in that you know this is one of my favorites the uh the mjf first appearance there i got him to sign that at uh creator pro wrestling here on uh, long island and i got a couple from uh high spots here signed and uh that's one thing i've definitely been looking out for is uh signed all in cards um now is all in all in was actually produced by ring of honor wasn't it believe so the event yeah. Yeah. yeah it was technically i believe um i mean it, it really it all, all encompassing but uh yeah i believe the trademark and all that is owned by ring of honor so that, that's, that's a card set that if we were going to like 
it's going to be on the site. Uh, and I got Chuckster working on that stuff for me right now. So, uh, but that's going to be, if I put a manufacturer on there, it's going to be Ring of Honor. Well, the funny thing is, is if you look at the packaging for the set, it, it doesn't reference any promotion. Um, even when you look at uh, how Beckett labels it, um, when you get uh, the encapsulated, uh, it just says 2018 all in. They don't even reference anything else. So um, I'm not sure. It, it might just be all in. Uh, you know, again, on the packaging, it doesn't reference any promotions. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, uh, you know, again, I feel like that's probably a good starting place if you really want to get these first appearances is uh, that all in set. But then uh, even a lot prior to the, the genesis of AEW, you have things like the, uh, the Chikara Pro Wrestling training card set. That's a set that ran from, I believe, 2000, 2006 to 2018. They added a few more at the end there. And uh, you have some great first appearances in there. Um, I think that uh, once after Brody Lee passed away, people were going, going after that card in that set. Yes, absolutely. Uh, thankfully, I got one of those there. Uh, and, and this is this is a card I love. I mean, he looks you know a little different from how you see him later on, but uh, it's just great that it's the only trading card with the, the name Brody Lee on it. And if you're a fan of his in Dark Order, that's that's a must-have there. And uh, another great one, if you're a Dark Order fan, is uh, the first appearance of Evil Uno and Grayson here. Uh, they used to be Super Smash Brothers, and they were also in that promotion. Uh, Eddie Kingston, which is uh, another fantastic first appearance. So I stumbled across a few of those in storage the other day. You got to get that storage <laughs> show going, Tony. I'm telling you, we all want it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, that's that's a great set. Uh, I, I was lucky to stumble upon those myself uh, for a decent price and uh, got stocked up a little bit on the Brody Lees and uh, Eddie Kingston's. But uh, yeah, you even have Chuck Taylor in that set, his first appearance. And um, I mean, pretty much all AEW stuff. I mean, for the most part, you're going to be looking for like a lot of indie sets, I think. Yes, yeah, absolutely. PWG, uh, Shakara, and all that stuff, I would think, right? Absolutely. Uh, PWG has quite a few uh, first appearances. Uh, Darby Allen. Um, Sammy, I think that one too, right? Yeah, Sammy. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, he was in the 2017 set. Uh, I got his card here. And uh, what I like about PWG is they honored uh, a few old old sets there you know obviously this looks a lot like that uh championship, championship marketing. marketing set and uh then the year before they did the uh wcw impel style and this is a fantastic cody rhodes card in my opinion uh just being uh the first card he had post wwe so uh you know if you're player collecting him i think this is this is a really good card to have nice dividing line between those two eras you know sure they're beautiful looking cards. I believe I, I, I had uh, Brian on the designer of those cards on what I'm as a guest one time we talked about his designs and oh, uh, that he was that he was inspired by those old WCW sets. And that's kind of why he did them. It's a mm -hmm. flashback to 1991. Isn't it? Yeah. And so Wait. weird that we're talking 1991 because that Impel set has come up so much recently. It's unbelievable to me. <laughs> and $5 to 75 <laughs> 
Tony, here's proof that they technically are still printing them. <laughs> they them. <laughs> They're everywhere. They really are. They really are. It's just a, it's a very colorful design that still pops. And I, on one of your episodes, you've been going and talking about that, I think, and how it just is just you know brings out all that stuff from that time frame. Like it just pops. You know, it's just probably one of the most yep. iconic designs. I think. You know. Oh yeah, it's very very early nineties. That's for sure. I actually have a question I'm going to throw at Rob that has to do with this because it just now popped up. Mm-hmm. So, um, Rob, you seem to be familiar and you know the stuff that is the, I'll say the pre, like, okay, we're going to take Hogan. Everybody knows 85 and people have just came around on 82, but there's all this other stuff before then. It's all rare, scarce, hard to find, condition sensitive compared to some of the other modern stuff that we see released with Topps products with Hogan in the WWF. So what do you think, and not, this has nothing to do with actually AEW, this is more of like a philosophy standpoint. What do you think people are gonna look to for AEW stars? Do you think they're gonna be like vintage where they're going for that pre 85 stuff like we do with Hogan? Or do you think they're gonna more gravitate to the modern stuff just when talking about these AEW and the all-in set? What I would be doing is I would be going for the first appearances, the earliest stuff I could find, period. That's just what I prefer. Absolutely. That's a good, that's uh, been thrown around a lot on Twitter and on other shows. Like, you know, what are people going to want? Are they going to want the first AEW appearance with potentially a rookie card logo? Will they want what uh, Aaron was talking about the first appearances? You know, it's just an interesting discussion. And some of that has came out with MMA. Yeah. As well. When you look at some of the MMA stars in the, BBM Japanese sets or other Japanese sets, the Pride sets before UFC got that license. And those are the type of cards that I would gravitate to and getting some of those first appearances that are out there. It's good stuff, good point. Tony, Aaron, you got any guys got anything else? I just want I want more information on these AW cards. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? But, we got to keep hitting up Tony Khan every 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 week and uh, every once in a while I, I troll him every once in a while I'm trolling. I, I caught that recently actually. Uh, I got I got in on it a little bit, but uh, yeah, no, they they should we should be getting something soon. But uh, yeah, for some reason I'm uh, I'm a little burnt out on WWE as it is and uh, getting burnt out on the Topps product and uh, you know I, I really think that uh, you know AEW can shake things up a little bit and. Uh, Plus, yeah, these first appearances collecting them uh, relit the fire again. So it's <laughs> yeah, kind of like, out you know, there collecting. That's why Chuckster stopped doing. I think Chuckster kind of only does like base sets now for WWE products because he has more of a thrill of finding some of those harder to find, you know. And it's complete. Independent stuff is like you buy a set and you're done. You don't mm-hmm. have to really go out and look at for you know break open a box. Oh, I didn't make a set. Got to go buy singles now. Da da da. Just your one set, you're done. <laughs> Well, and I so are you too, going to uh, focus solely on AEW cards, or will you pick up some WWE cards? So, what's your philosophy going forward? Um, I, I think it will be a little more casual with uh, other things. I mean, uh, I still casually try and find uh, NWA super cards. I, I really love a lot of vintage stuff uh, from my childhood or before. Um, you know, one of the things that I was happy to pick up was uh, 
I pulled out of a pack uh, one of the number 17 uh, Sting cards. Nice. nice. From that set. And uh, I've got maybe roughly about half and a pile of, uh, of duplicates. And uh, yeah, once in a while, whenever I see a lot or a pack for a good price, I snag those. But uh, hit me up. Bro. I've got a bunch of singles. but uh i I still love vintage a lot but i think it will play a a back role to you know take a back seat to the uh the aew content coming out so you would say that with aew stuff you're going all in on it Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and my wallet's going to be uh all out (laughs) (laughs) the all empty exactly (laughs) cool all right, Tony, I'll give you the floor next with your topic. Uh, mine is, I'm, I'm still learning, by the way. I'm, I, I've got uh, Tops Digital stuff. Uh, I re, you know, last, was it last year? Late last year, I did an interview with someone who was kind of educating me on about digital cards. And I just couldn't wrap my head around that. Like, I can own cards that I can't physically touch and hold and smell and do whatever obscene things I want with it. I can't do anything with it. I don't get it. Uh, so I just didn't register with me. And then maybe not even a month and a half ago, two months ago, I said, ah, what the hell? I'll download this, uh, tops digital, you know, top slam 21. I'm freaking addicted to it. Now I play it every day. It's open on my phone right now. As I speak, it's been open the whole time. Like, Oh, that's available. I got a refresh on coins. I can buy that pack. I can buy this pack. And it has almost everything you can possibly do with real cards in digital form like it has it looks like you're tearing open a pack and the cards come out you get to go shuffle through it and like you never know what's coming next and like oh my god i got an autograph card and like it, it's just i'm addicted to it man and i love it and uh it's a form of collecting i don't have to worry about conditions <laughs> it everything's mint <laughs> um and i can look at my collection anytime i want on my phone it's just um i'm loving it and i'm just learning more and more about it and i'm looking to talk to someone this week actually uh, to kind of educate me more about how to increase my, my rating score and this, that, and the other, and how's it, you know, you get this and I can't get, I mean, there's so much to learn about it and I'm loving it. Anybody here like the stuff at all? <laughs> Just me? Well, I, I, de- I definitely have thoughts because I have a lot of experience with it, but I'll let e- either of you guys, you got anything? Like I, I would totally like ask Rob, like this is like, if Rob and I hung out <laughs> together every day and I like, this is a conversation I'm never going to bring up to Rob because he's my friend and all, but he doesn't give a crap about this stuff. <laughs> Which is okay. But... Mind blown, by yeah. the way. Yeah. But, you know, to each their own. That's a rabbit hole that I haven't went down. What if, they, what if they like came across a part like, like you know what? We're going to make some cool, unique looking vintage style type digital cards like that. Doesn't appeal no. to you still? That, that's not me, I don't think. Although the appeal of not having to pay PSA, there you $20 go. a card, wait for a year to get it back. That's appealing, it, right? But here's the yes. thing. It's like you say there was probably, uh, you can say PSA is something different. It's great. But what's amazing to me is I go on eBay and I see people actually selling their cards from their app. They're selling their cards on their app. Then they communicate with each other and then they go, oh, okay, so you bought my card for X amount of dollars. I will now send it to you in the trade when we can trade and do it that way. It's like you can actually sell your cards this way. It's like, this is weird. (laughs) This is so weird to me, but I'm, I'm loving it. Something about my personality is I'm the last one to embrace technology. 
No, I think I think had a cell phone and they're like, Rob, you need to get one. And I was like, why? (laughs) (laughs) So to think about digital cards and not leap. Yeah. The fact that we've even got them on camera here on Zoom is amazing, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) For work, I have to embrace it, but yeah. What about you, Aaron? Like, have you even dipped your toes into any of the digital stuff at all? Well, I don't know of anything else. Is it just Tops that does digital cards? Uh, I know that uh, some other brands have uh, EPAC. I think Goodwin Champions, maybe something like that. But uh, it's something I kind of resisted for a while. I, uh, you know, also I love, you know, actually holding a card in my hand and everything about that. And then uh, also on the flip side, I, uh, very much into cryptocurrency so uh nfts were on my radar early yeah and uh, something about the uh, the you know the the permission to ownership like that uh it does make it feel a little more tangible or you know like you own it you know sure. but uh because of you know going over the show notes i was like well i gotta give a review of this this top slam app uh downloaded it and uh, I hate to say it, I'm addicted. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it's not something I, I likely will ever spend a dime on, to be honest. Uh, the amount of free coins and free packs. And yeah, I, I, t- today this. I've spent I've spent ten dollars today okay, on buying stuff. Otherwise, I'd say, and I have over three thousand six hundred cards in my in my in my wow. collection right now. And, and rating is that? I remember am I, am I rating? No, but my rating is only 1.2. That's insane. I'm at like 80 or something, and I started two days ago. It's but do you do? Crazy. I mean, I think you get more from doing trades, which I don't do a whole lot. Although I just got a trade offer while we were talking. It's like that. I went ahead and <laughs> this person has a 101k trade rating. Oh, Jesus wow. Christ. Uh, so I, I don't understand that aspect. So I'm learning as I go. But mm. I just love the fact that I can go through and thumb through my cards whenever I want to. Mm. And uh, it's 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 better than playing words with friends. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love the experience of, you know, you click on the uh, pack, it opens up. Uh, you know, I sort of had this experience with uh, the uh, the game Hearthstone by Blizzard Entertainment. Yeah. Uh, they have uh, packs that open in a similar way, a lot of graphics and, you know, uh, you know, explosions to make your dopamine go off. Yeah. Uh, time <laughs> and, uh, very similar to Top Slam, but... Uh, you know, uh, Tops NFTs and uh, Tops Digital. If you're listening, if you get WWE NFTs, that's what I'm. And that's game, what I, if they do that using this I'll app, give it to you. if they do that using this app, I would be all over it because I just think yes. it's a natural progression to go in that in that direction. It's. I don't understand why they just wouldn't do it. I mean, I, I mean, I love certain cards like they have, like you know, you can get like this Piper one, like that's autographed by Piper, and you know, it's just. If they made that into an NFT, I'd be all over that. I mean, I could Absolutely. totally see that. Uh, I'm yeah, sure I did it with their basketball. They probably are. What's it? Basketball? No, their baseball. I did. I'm sure it'll be like on, a yes, on drops. Uh, they released it on uh, Wax Blockchain, and uh, I think that's nice about that compared to a lot of uh, artwork NFTs and things on Ethereum. Is that uh, you know you buy a pack for like five ten bucks. You know when these projects come out, it, it's cheap. It's affordable. And you crack it and, you know, you have a good roll of the dice of increasing your value. I mean, most of my wax NFTs, uh, I've done great with them. So, uh, Tops, please get on that. I, I'm sure it's they have to wait till their, uh, their, their merger's slam, done. 
their slam contracts to end with WWE and all that, and then to come out with a new deal or something. But, but on the uh, flip side of that, it's like, why would you WWE even need tops to do that when they did their own, you know, NFT anyways with Undertaker? Oh man, that thousand dollar one. I loved it. Oh, I we tried. Sam and I both tried. I bought I bought the first night the hundred dollar one, but uh that thousand dollar one, man, that looked like a trading card. It was beautiful. I, Full I really motion, front and yeah. back, plays the music. It was like, you know, it was like having like a soundtrack to my trading card. It was yeah. better than the the ten thousand and hundred thousand dollars. Oh, I yeah. think so yeah. too. Yeah. Fantastic. But I, I bought night number one and night number two. And nice. um, I'm Very just nice. I just let it sit and just yep. you know, hope for the best, you know. Wait, wait 20 years and you know, you look back and you're like, I have the first WWE NFTs, it's official, you know, I it should do do something similar to that that 85 top set or any of these <laughs> early cards someday. I think. For, my my two-year-old can benefit from that when I'm long gone. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam, what do you got, man? Uh real quick. I'm going to touch on your topic. Right. I I play, I've like been dabbling with uh, the, I was about to say my topic slam, but the digital, the digital app. I've been dabbling with that for like, uh, since it came out. And I've actually had my account banned from selling. <laughs> oh, and so I think I've, I think I've made maybe a 30, 40 bucks off of it for not very much work. I've not spent a dime on it. But my thing is they've got to get a platform where you can sell. That's it. I'll spend money if you can give me a straightforward platform to buy and sell. It's very easy to do on NBA Top Shot if they could pull off something for this like they did that because that's the problem with NFTs and crypto is the like infrastructure. You got to go here to deposit, but then you got to convert to this, but then it's you can so crazy. buy it over. Yeah, I don't want any part of that. So if they could just pile that on into this, make it an easy platform to buy and sell, I'm in. Until they do that, I'm out. And for those reasons, I'm out. Um, yeah. Yeah, because we talked because, about this before. Honestly, like for me, I would rather spend my time scrolling through eBay than I would scrolling through those digital cards yeah. as of this moment. That's just me. I think with all the cryptocurrencies they have out there and the different uh, ones they have, we've talked about, talked about this before. It's some kind of an app that can kind of harness all my different crypto type stuff I have in there to kind of manage my account better. I would probably be even more intrigued by getting into it. And right now I'm just in with Ethereum's all I'm into right now is that's it. That's all I have. And whatever it was that required me to get the Undertaker card, that's all I was into. So, but if it just, I got kind of confusing trying to go on these different apps going like, okay, well, my, my money's in this over here, but how do I get to it? I have to go over here for this. And I'm like, it just, it's really confusing. So I kind of laid back off that, even though I'm really intrigued by it. Um, I would always do something that was wrestling related. But I just hope that they can kind of make it more easier to understand and to navigate myself and to just want to be involved. Until they get something like that, it's never going to take the masses. No, no. That is I, one of the challenges with me and uh, Wax blockchain is that uh, it is a little difficult to acquire Wax. Uh, I'm in New York State and they technically don't want you to buy it. So uh, New York has the strictest uh, crypto laws in the country and uh you know, it, it, it is a roadblock for people. I mean, if I, if I didn't geek out to that, that topic already, I probably wouldn't be involved in NFTs. So uh, <laughs> that, that really, uh, you know, you kind of got to hold crypto in general to participate in those things, you know. But uh, we'll see where it goes. I, I'm sure they'll, they'll streamline it, make it easier over time. They want your money, so. <laughs> <laughs> they'll make it easy. 
Exactly. All right. I'll jump into my topic, which is the final one. And that is the Tops Slam Attacks Wrestling Cards. It is a card game. And I know we've seen a lot of card games popularity. Obviously, The Rock from the 97 Cardinal. That's a card game. And we've seen the Chromie cards. I'm a huge fan of those. There's a lot of good cards in there. And so we've seen an explosion in wrestling cards out of card games. And so I'm wondering, could this be the next one? Because I think some of the designs and some of the cards that they're coming out with are some of the best things. Like that, I've, Some of them's better than anything I've seen Tops do. Like the, they're going to have in, I believe it's this year's set, they're going to have the Relic from the Boneyard match. From mm-hmm. under t- like, yeah. how cool is that? And they're having they're having parallels and autographs and sure it's a gaming card but I have a feeling and it could just be me personally like I saw the a card today that had John Cena in the NWO gear playing the yep. belt and I'm like I gotta have it yeah so I'm wondering <laughs> if this is gonna go from a game to people want to buy this stuff now as a collection so I mean honestly I kind of think that's there already um, today I tried to actually learn how to play Slam Attacks and. I went to YouTube, how do you play Slam Attacks? And uh, it's all videos of unboxings. This is my collection. (laughs) I have a complete set. And strangely, the only place I could really find uh, any explanation was from a Topps India account they have on YouTube. And uh, it is in English, but it has a strong accent. And uh, it doesn't seem like they want people to play the game. They're just like, buy it, you know, like... uh, and it's a very simple game too. It's it's almost kind of like a war matching kind of deal, yeah. but, uh, defense and offense kind of thing. And yes, uh, I see that people because now that's more. It's way more. It's all modern stuff. So people are speculating, I think, on that because there's a lot of first appearances on those Slam Attacks cards of Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair and things like that. People are looking for that kind of stuff, and that's it's on Slam Attacks. Like I had so much of that crap laying around. Luke Harper. Yeah. Yep. I have so much of that stuff laying around at one point that I, I was selling it at a show for like, you know, a, a, a quarter a card just to get rid of that stuff. Cause I just, I'd get it in collections that nobody wanted at the time. And now people are kind of like, wait a second, I can get like a Bray riot, you know, why it's, you know, from back then, I, I mean, a Husky Harris, and that, I'll take it. I'll buy that stuff. And now it's getting popular. Now that actually, like I said, autographs, relics, uh, you know, swatch cards, stuff like that. It's turning into a trading card set. Yeah. I think it totally is turning into a trading card set. I see a lot of people, as you were saying, showing off their Charlotte Flair. And, you know, I don't even really see it as a game. Of course, I come into it as a trading card and just as a future collectible. But there's a lot of great images on there. And I was just picking up some of them just because they're just so cheap. I was going to ask you, are you, are you even picking up any modern stuff like that? <laughs> I was going to ask you if you've been picking up modern stuff like that. Very limited, but I, I did pick up just some rocks and was looking into Charlotte and a few of them just as far as a first appearance card. So something like a slam attacks would be appealing to you because I mean people would say, oh, they know the wrestling card king, you know, he's he's vintage. He's the definition of vintage. Like is there something in that that would be appealing I'm to you? Around in the shadows a little uh, bit <laughs> here and there. Just, I love it. That's what's the, the problem do. with me yeah. is that. I eventually catch up. So I'll probably be collecting slam attacks a decade from now. You know, <laughs> in it. Because it'll be vintage then, right? It'll be, it'll be vintage then, exactly. yeah. So will you, but that's okay. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Yeah, one other interesting thing I noticed on this is it seems like everything's out of the UK, which goes to your point, Aaron, about the, you know, people with a strong accent promoting it in India or the UK or all these other countries. Like, I know, I want to say it was, man, I want to say it was like one of the first times I've ever seen Tops Attacks. You could buy the packs like at Target or Walmart. I specifically yeah. remember seeing them. But then when they started making... I guess when we had a bigger boom with some of the wrestling talent uh, within the last few years, and then even now, it seems like it's all focused to other countries, which makes it, in my opinion, possibly even more of a kind of uh, chase or collectible for wrestling card fans, because it's not going to be as easy for us to get it. We're going to have to go on eBay. It's, so. Well, it's, it's the because well, if you watch it in my series, that I do from collectors from around the world. So I've talked to someone from the UK. I had a guest on from Malaysia and I had a guest on from Australia they are in the boat on everything else. It's a flip thing around. So for them, it's hard for them to get actual product released by top. So undisputed, uh, you know, finest Chrome, that kind of stuff is expensive and harder for them to get as opposed to slam attacks is available in all their countries. And it's a flip side for us. We got to get stuff mostly that's out of the country and we have easy access to all the other stuff that's here in the States. You actually I wonder what the production run is of those sets. That's what I want to know too. Me too. Yeah. Especially this year's. I mean, this year, I mean, I feel like they really kicked it up a notch with the the relics and the signatures and just the the basic style of them. They 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 really did kick it up into trading card territory with this year. Goes yeah. to show you how much extra sticker sign stickers they got laying around. Yep. <laughs> and this, sure. this is one. Of, this is one of the products where I don't mind a sticker auto because the products in general, like they're going to have parallels, relics, all that cool stuff. But the entry price is so much cheaper oh, yeah. than, it, than it is. So it's a fun thing if you're a player collector or if you're looking for those first appearances or some kind of rare, like the, the Boneyard Relic is something I've, I've got to have it. and Or like that John Cena. Like it's not going to cost that much probably, but it's just like, when have you ever seen John Cena in NWO gear? Like, it's <laughs> so random. Like I got to have it and it probably won't cost that much. So uh, the, the barrier to entry is a lot lower on these than say, undisputed transcendent or even now chrome and finest is getting up there for yeah. you know if you see a really cool parallel for a guy like 30 40 bucks yeah what uh what is a hobby box going for about uh you know toward to usd uh value for slam attacks not, yeah. yeah i haven't priced them i've just been looking at ebay singles oh i see i see gotcha yeah i haven't looked at any boxes or pack prices at all i keep looking at you know individual stars if i'm interested in something yeah no it makes sense i mean uh chances are if you you know if you're if you're going for it it's always better to buy the single i can't imagine it i mean it's it's considered a low-end product for them i think anyways uh it's printed on uh even i think a, a lesser type of card stock than what yeah. we're used to for chrome and finest and yeah, undisputed thinner, yeah. uh, it's a little thinner uh so i think it's a little cheaper on the print runs for that kind of stuff but i can't imagine even with if you're importing it it can't be much more than what we're already paying for for a you know a finest set or a, you know a finest box or a chrome box. Flip, flip the prices around. You might you know right now let's say or let's I'm just going to pick a single. Let's say you see a single on there you want that's twenty dollars, and in the United States you might pay five dollars shipping. In there you may pay five dollars for the card and twenty dollars shipping. Yep. Ends up being similar. Yep. But uh, something else, Tony, didn't one of your guests say that? they sold these things in like the gas stations and the yeah, they, well, they, so, they don't uh, most United States is very unique in that sense that we have a lot of card shows, card shops, maybe not what we used to in the eighties and nineties probably, but uh, we still have a lot. 
everybody else I talk to from other countries, there's no card shops around them. There's no card shows around them, but they sell these things at grocery stores. <laughs> uh, you know, your Walmart type of things, like those similar type of places to, like that we would have here, but mostly in grocery stores and like little uh, convenience stores. Yeah, so it, maybe it's one of those things that we look at in 20 years and realize that they're harder to find than we thought. That's just kind of my logic. I don't know. but Got to go grocery shopping for the week, get my steaks, get my beers, get my cards. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think there was a... early years would have a low production run, though. I, I just think when card sets or games are in other countries, other countries are much smaller than Correct. the United States. So just by that alone... I think has much lower production run. I bet you're right. That's actually very true. Great point. Yeah. Oh, one more thing I'll throw out on these. Uh, Rob actually kind of brought it up with the first appearances and he mentioned the Charlotte. I have one of the Charlottes and I, I know a lot of people are going for those rookie cards that have the RC logo on them because like that is the uh, Rob and David have clearly uh, pointed out that that doesn't matter. It's clearly what the market wants. So mm -hmm. just throwing that out there, if somebody's interested and you do find a first appearance, like I know the Alexa Bliss first appearance, her first card that is on that slam attacks from several years ago. And people are still looking at some of her other things over that and saying, oh, this is the rookie. This is the rookie. Like just buy what you want. But I just thought I'd throw that out there too. Yep. Oh, so yeah, I, I was shocked to find how many, uh, first appearances from WWE stars were on slam attacks as opposed to, you know, your standard trading card. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I always like first appearances, you know, like yeah, I know that's always the, the, the battle, but uh, you know, if I had to choose between rookie necessarily or first appearance, there is something about that first appearance that I do like. Buy them all. Just buy them all. That too. Absolutely. I agree. First appearance. There you go. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we started the show with that. We're gonna end the In show. With, with that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that says it all. Uh, says it all. we'll make it around. Uh Rob, tell everybody where they can find you and what you got going on. Wrestling Card King on Twitter and just give me a follow and hopefully uh I could share something unique with you. Like you did today. And wrestling card keeping on eBay as well. So all one word. Aaron, tell everybody where yep. they can find you and what you got going on. Absolutely. Well, first off, it was fantastic uh, meeting all you guys. And if anybody else wants to follow me in my collection, you find me at, at AEW card, no S uh, on Twitter. And uh, I'm the AEW card guy. Come say hello. Like a few posts. Give me some comments. And thanks for coming on. It was nice to have a first time appearance. First appearance. Yeah. First appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to make my trading card. Now. That's right. Yep. But uh, no, no, it's been a pleasure. We'll make him an NFT. <laughs> we'll make him an NFT. <laughs> exactly. yeah, there we go. Yeah. Get Tony, the uh, WTC, uh, Zon, uh, get, get the whole, uh, get, get one of everybody going, you know? <laughs> Actually, I think the idea of making people's trading cards has been kicked around for a while. I've heard you guys discuss it a couple times, and uh, I'll discuss it. Uh, price, you know, price guide Paul and Chuckster and I have talked about it, and uh, they're like, we should just like you know some of the, the OGs. We should make some uh, trading cards set out of the OGs and stuff like that. So, 
since I'm now in the trading card, make, producing trading <laughs> card business myself, uh, you know, I just released the Nash one. I just landed my next two people that we're going to be making cards for. Um, so Speaking of that, you know, Tony, go ahead and promote the site. Tell us what's going on with it. and wh- Everything's on wrestlingtradingcards.com. Everything you can possibly find. We're on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Discord channel, YouTube. It's all there on wrestlingtradingcards.com. And I can't wait until the site's back up. I've luckily been able to use the checklist on the back end, but it will be nice to have it all done. At um, Currently, it's, it's basically two sites right now. There's a, a site that no one can see with some long string of weird characters. Uh, yep. I'm publishing to kind of, you know, see what it looks like. And it's, you know, it's still growing. Um, I'm currently now in, I think tonight, I'll be starting in 2007. So I've got everything from the 1800s up to 2007 done. And uh, it's starting to, you know, when it got to 99, 2000, that's where the explosion of like checklists really became like a thing. Like, oh my God, all these releases are coming out. So you're not even halfway done if you're at 2007. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, <laughs> I, I know I'm more than halfway done. Yeah, I'm not even. <laughs> Wait till I get to like, all the new stats out start. there. I know. But you know what? I only have to worry about getting the 2014, 15, I think, whatever it was that WTC stopped, you know, putting the checklist. Uh, before I have to start adding new stuff. And my primary goal is to get indie stuff put up first before all the tops crap and stuff like that. Um, the indie stuff's going to be put up first. Uh, that's but, what I'm really excited for you because, you know, if PSA is using your website as a reference for what they can and can't grade, a lot of this indie stuff I'd absolutely love to get in slabs. So that's going to be a huge help. That's the first thing. And uh, Chuckster's already uh, got the list going already for everything. Um, it, it, there's some setbacks, but I'm, I'm moving along fine now. I'm devoting a lot of time to it. My wife hates it because I'm up till two, three, four o'clock in the morning <laughs> doing it and got to be back up at seven for the kid. But um, it's just, it got to, it's got to be done. I'm targeting a June 1st date. What my target is. I want to have June 1st before I can, you know, relaunch and it'll still be kind of, you know, crude, but at least it'll be there. That's Monday, right? Yep. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm well aware of it, Rob. Thank you. But I I really do owe you some gratitude as far as I've got a lot of sets recognized by PSA for the first time. And a lot of that is due to WTC. So I I just, uh, I I don't collect as much as you guys do anymore. I I dabble here and there and I used to be a hardcore collector. Uh, I'm more about gathering information, archiving information. And so people know what they have, what they're looking for. What does it look like? We know print runs, we know variations, we know this, we know errors, just get the information out there. So people become educated. And that's all WTC really is supposed to be about. And I'm kind of more about that than anything else. I mean, I'm now doing my, you know, my Kurt Angle collection here. So I only have a little bit, you know, of Kurt Angle stuff, but all it uh, takes is one thing for you to have a collection. I know. I mean, uh, I'd say everybody, everybody collects something. You know, my friend, I just collect lint and cash. Well, you collect something. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> but uh, it's growing and I'm just uh, trying to get it done. So we'll see. Well, guys, thanks for coming on the show. And thanks to everybody that was listening. Make sure to share the show uh, audio. And we're starting to do some video on the YouTube channels now, mine and Tony's. So that will be available if you're not already watching it here. Please where, subscribe. Where can they get, get a hold of you though, man? You're the only person we haven't. Lurking in the shadows. I'm following Rob around. Oh, okay.
No. Zan, Zan Morning on everything, including MySpace and AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> I'm still using those. I don't have the flip phone. I, I've still got the messenger system set up. Okay. So. We can talk. Love it. <laughs> we, we can still talk. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for everything. Leave us a review. Uh, send us some questions, and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you.